With Metro and the best deal in wireless, you can rule your day. Get two lines with 5G access included for just $35 a month per line, period. With taxes and regulatory fees included every month. All on America's largest 5G network at no extra charge. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. Requires auto pay. First month is $40 per line for two lines. 5G access requires capable device. Coverage not available in some areas. See MetroByTMobile.com or store for details. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. I'm Jake Watroba, and joining me today is Armand Kafai and our special guest, Joseph Lowry of The Athletic. On today's episode of the show, it's part two of our recap of the weekend that was MLS. If you haven't already, please go back and listen to part one as we discuss where does DC United go following the news of Wayne Rooney's departure for Derby County at the end of the season. You can follow the show on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod. Please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast. And as always, you can find the show on any major podcast platform. Now, let's get to today's show. Let's let's talk a little LA Galaxy. Let's talk a little Zlatan. Ibrahimovic. Uh, Zlatan's been in the headlines a lot the last couple of weeks, and uh, most recently, he's been in the headlines for slamming MLS's playoff system. Uh, This is from Zlatan. When you talk about the playoff, you just need to make the playoff, win the playoff, and that's it. It doesn't matter if you lose or win. How can you learn strong mentality if you just need to reach the playoffs? I think this system is expletive, but that's the way it is because you talk about mentality. For me, mentality is every day. The way you train is the way you play game. The results in every game is important, but here you come in seventh, you make the playoffs, you win. How do you create that mentality to be on your toes 24 hours? It's very difficult. Now, guys, Armand, let's start with you here. The playoffs are inherently American. But does Zlatan have a point here? It's difficult to say, no, if Zlatan has a point that way. All you hear him do, and I, I think this is going to be our next talking point, is how he just complains. He just complains about this, complains about that. Yeah, look at me. Like, the playoffs suck. Whatever. You know what? It, there, 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 is a, there is a difference. You do have to be here. And we kind of saw that this weekend in MLS, where now with the new playoff format, playoffs are, like, seating's important now. You can't rely on two games uh, to get you through. You got to win your games, and then you have that home playoff game, and you want that home field. You don't want it to be 
going to Portland. You don't want to be going to Seattle. You don't want to be hell. You don't want to be going to Dallas where it's, I guess, kind of hot sometimes. Like overall, you don't want to go on the road. And I just look, look, you don't need to just reach the playoff. There's obviously been a little bit of pressure. I mean, now, is it more than a relegation? Of course not. And I think I've emphasized that plenty of times, but there is some sort of a pressure. I mean, if he has an issue with the system, his issue with the system. But as Lexi Law said, make the playoffs and go through the gauntlet and then let us know how it is. You can't say if you haven't made the playoffs. Sorry, Zlatan. Make the playoffs. I mean, I totally – I agree with a lot of what you said there, Armand. I think it's it's fun. It's irritating uh, to hear Zlatan sort of – his whole shtick over and over again. But at the same time, I kind of do think he has a point. I'm not by any means advocating for giving, for getting rid of the playoff system altogether, because I do think, like Jake said, it is, it is an American thing and I enjoy uh, sort of the spectacle of it all. Um, but having seven teams from each conference make the playoffs, that's a big number. I mean, we're going to see some pretty mediocre teams make the playoffs this season. So in that sense, I, I completely agree that, uh, with Zlatan's uh, sort of present uh, premise here, but uh, on the other hand, I, I don't know, it's it's frustrating to continue to hear this over and over again. So Zlatan, if you want to come up with some sort of uh, plan for how you would structure structure the playoffs, I think I think you can go for it. Uh, my idea: just have the top four from each conference make the playoffs. It, it's not rocket science here. I don't think I get that MLS wants to have more games and and that means more revenue and all that. But I think having top four from each conference make make the playoffs allows for some element of randomness, uh, some some fun upsets in the playoffs, but also gets most of, and hopefully almost exclusively, the quality teams in the playoffs that provide some really entertaining soccer. Well, and I agree with you, Joseph. I think having four teams from each conference making the playoffs, if you're a fan of the two-legged you know, playoff system or two-legged format uh, from the old system, you could do that with four teams because you wouldn't have as many games to, to go through. And I, I just think that would just make it more compelling and, and and you know moving on here it sounds like you both are pretty sick of this shtick if you will from Zlatan about how crappy MLS is or how much he doesn't like uh, or how much he thinks he's better than Carlos Vela or you know whatever he's talking about off the field so I guess I'll, I'll ask you guys this are his antics good for MLS is this good that he's, he's keeping the league in the headlines with some of the things he's saying no, it, it's good. It's it, it's good to a degree, right? Like that whole Vela thing that he manufactured, that was fun. I don't know about you guys, but it was fun. And it provided a little bit of a storyline going into El Trafico. And, you know, it was fun. It was fun. But this is just useless, you know? And then you watch him how he played against DC. He was like, he, was, he wasn't good. He wasn't good. And Zlatan needs to step it up. His team is not good right now. They're floundering. And he needs to step up and score some goals. And often I've seen this, and I didn't agree with that at first, but now I see it. He is disinterested, it looks like, sometimes. He does get frustrated easily that, oh, I'm not getting, like, the most delicious balls. You signed up for this, man. It's not like anyone forced you to join MLS. You signed up for this. Like, this is the league you're going to be in. And you know what? It is it good for the league? Yeah, sure. But, like, you watch him get disinterested, this or that. It kind of turns you off from the play. And um, for me, at least, like, you know, watching the Galaxy play last night kind of turned me off. It's just like, wow, like. Cool, like you just act like you're better than everyone. Like I can see it, like while you're on the field. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. I think I think Zlatan's comment in this case actually uh, was not good for MLS. You know the expression, "Any publicity is good publicity." I'm not sure that actually applies here. You know he has 
it's this marketable star um, kind of bashing the league that he plays in. And so for for Americans who kind of are on the on the fence about maybe tuning into an MLS game or not, and then they they hear this former European star come in and, and bash the league, that opinion is going to is going to change how they you know how their viewing habits work and and how they approach MLS. So I think in this case Zlatan kind of kind of shot the league in the foot a little bit, but. At the same time, I do sort of appreciate the the kernel of truth that's in there. So it's kind of a 50-50 for me. I agree, Joseph. It is nice. It's a, it's a breath of fresh air to hear somebody like him be so brutally honest about the game in this country. But in the same sense, though, it, it's it it's almost like he's kicking the sport and the league right in the growing when he talks about how much the playoff system sucks or the quality here sucks or why isn't there promotion relegation? I'm better than Carlos Vela, blah, 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 blah that, you know, just the, the, the constant uh, mouth diarrhea. And, and, and lastly here quickly percentage chance that Zlatan Ibrahimovic is a member of the LA galaxy next season. Ooh, that's a tough one. I want to go with like five, five percent. Yeah, like I, I, my first answer was zero, so a little bit of upgrade. I, 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 I like I don't see him like coming back. If I'm spitballing here, I'll say maybe forty percent. I don't know. I'm a little bit more optimistic 40? than Armand. I think. What? Well, I mean, listen, they they brought in Pavone, so he has someone who's sort of close to his level at least that that hopefully can can play in those crosses to him that he seems to want so badly um i can see it i don't really know where else he's gonna go frankly so i'm i'm throwing a dart at the wall here i actually agree with armand i think it's 10 15 percent i he looks mad i i he looks mad all the time i don't think he wants to play here and if i'm the galaxy i don't think you you don't need him really. I mean, they it, it watch them play is is really weird. Anyways, it's just get the ball to Zlatan, and I just think they could Literally. be so much better if he wasn't the main focus. It almost feels like they're just trying to keep him happy. But anyway, let's move on here quickly to the Christian Pavone, I guess loan to LA Galaxy. The Galaxy obtained a free loan of Christian Pavone from Boca Juniors. Pavone's contract will be partially paid by Boca, and his contract for 2019 will be a TAM contract. In 2020, his contract will be elevated to a DP slot, essentially buying the Galaxy time to figure out their DP situation. After the end of the 2020 season, the Galaxy will have the option to buy Pavone for $20 million from Boca Juniors. Now, uh, Armand, Pavone debuted this weekend for the Galaxy, and why don't you talk about a little bit his, uh, about his performance? Yeah, so I mean, speaking of Zlatan, he did say Pavone's best player on the pitch, and he had moments of, you know, showing why he was so good, and you could see, like, this is an element the Galaxy needed, right? Um, I've been uh, kind of in, in impressed things by Fabio Alvarez. I'm actually kind of impressed by his play. Uh, in the middle, and I, and I think adding like Pavone really helps him. You know, a guy who's dynamic on the wing, who want, who's a- able to take on defenders, and who's actually able to play good crosses that you know Zlatan, you don't see Zlatan shaking his head or being angry at or anything. He was very he was dangerous, but it's so difficult to make a judgment call because it's only been like I think less than a week since he joined the Galaxy, and now he's starting and going 90 minutes. Like I think that's how desperate they wanted him, and obviously the seamless transition into uh, Guillermo Barros system. 
after playing with him, Boca. Um, and we saw shades of what he could be, and I like him. Uh, but I mean, this is me just uh, you know overreacting. Obviously, it's an overreacting take right here. Um, maybe it wasn't a, a performance that made me realize mm, this player is worth twenty million, but it's obviously a lot more circumstances than what meets the eye, especially you know with the lack of training, this or that going on. I mean that, that that's how I feel about it. I don't know. I don't know if anyone else watched the game, uh, but I sat through like six games of MLS. So I was one of them. Yeah, no, I watched the game as well. I thought Pavon. You could clearly see his quality. I mean, playing on the left side of that uh, front attacking three underneath Zlatan, you could see his speed of play was quick. Uh, just the way he even strikes the ball, um, you can definitely see his quality. So. I think Pavone is going to definitely be an upgrade on the wing for the Galaxy. Right now, I don't actually think that's their biggest problem. Zlatan certainly probably thinks that's their biggest problem. But I think the Galaxy's biggest issue is uh, the back line of the midfield's sort of inability to to really do anything meaningful with the ball. So once they get Joe Corona, Sebastian Legette, and uh, Jonah Dos Santos back in midfield together, Pavone on the left and uh, Ibrahimovic up top, now I can potentially see the Galaxy starting to get back into form. Now, guys, last topic up for discussion here. Mike Petke was fired from Real Salt Lake late Sunday night. RSL is naming assistant coach Freddy Juarez the interim head coach for the remainder of the season. Petke was suspended for three League's Cup matches and three MLS matches following the use of a homophobic slur directed at an official during RSL's League's Cup quarterfinal match against Tigres. Under Petke, RSL were 38-34-15 and 15 since he took over in 2017. And listeners, this gets us to our question of the day. At Unc Sam Soccer Pod, how will Mike Petke's firing impact not only Real Salt Lake, but the Western Conference playoff push? And Armand, let's start with you. First off, I'm not surprised. Uh, when the news came out of what actually he did, Going to a lengths of writing on the uh, the slur on the paper and giving it to the referee, you're nuts. You like seriously, like that's that's one of the most nuts things I've ever heard. Um, obviously, hopefully he gets the uh, anger management and the uh, uh, help he needs because that's that's a way over the top, especially for a game that you know I guess really it doesn't have any intricate value. Think about it; it's just a league's cup game. It's not like it's MLS Cup or anything like that. But even then, there's no point of that. And you know, I, I'm not, I'm not surprised by it, but I mean, from another standpoint, let's say this wasn't the only reason. What let's say, you know, from like a organizational standpoint, Petke, I, I don't know if he's getting the most out of those guys. Um, I think someone made a really good point this on Twitter, saying they need they need their own they need their own Lucci. You know, under, under Freddie Waters, they 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 done well, they done well, and you know, maybe they they rally around him for a little interim boost and. Hopefully they don't fall into the trap of hiring him based off of the results. They hope they hire him off a base of a plan they have. Uh, but it could impact it really well. I mean, if RSL's you know new coach, like he's gone. But I think Juarez isn't going to change much, and they've been getting the results. If they if, if they don't make it, I don't think they can blame it on that. Blame it on that. I think they can blame it on you know just not being good enough uh, for the postseason. But overall, like. I think the move was almost needed. The, the reaction was ridiculous. The the whole thing was just bizarre. And you know what? Maybe it was the right time to move on, and this accelerated. I mean, I wonder if they if they had missed the playoffs and Pet, he you know didn't have this outburst, if he'd still if he did still be there or did, or did fire him as well. So I mean, it's one of those things. And 
I mean, we'll see how it goes, but overall, I mean, if they don't make it, I think it's because they're just not good enough. I don't know if a coaching turmoil will be anything to do with it. Joseph, quickly, is RSL a playoff team? No. Is that quick enough for you guys? That's pretty um, quick. That's pretty quick. I, I don't think RSL has the quality to to stick around. I think Portland's going to jump over them. Uh, RSL sitting at six on the table right now. I think I think Portland's going to leapfrog uh, up, and RSL's going to be the odd team out. All right. Well, there you have it. Now let's talk about a couple of games from the weekend here. Uh, FC Dallas beats Minnesota United five to three. Dallas had four different goal scores. Hollingshed, Mascara, Cannon, and Servania scoring the game winner in the 85th minute. Fun fact for you guys from the game. Paxton Pomichol becomes the second player since 2010 to record three or more assists in a single match prior to turning 20 years old. The only other player to do so is Alfonso Davies. Some pretty good company there. Uh, Mason Toy was sent off late for spitting at or on Reggie Cannon, depending upon who you believe. Uh, the loss snaps Minnesota United's 10-match unbeaten streak across all competitions. Now, Armand, how big of a win was this for FC Dallas? Oh, boy, this was huge for FC Dallas, if you if, if that's a word to describe it. It showed this game, you know what? People were like, oh, it's Minnesota's B team. It's this, it's that. You know what? Forget the excuses. Dallas has struggled against teams that they should be beating. They drew Vancouver both times home and away. And a win is a win no matter what the circumstance. And this win, it showed grit. You saw Jesus Ferreira make a 70-yard run in the 81st minute to stop a Minnesota United attack. Jesus Ferreira is a was an attacking mid-slash forward in that game. That's crazy. You saw Paxton Pomaco take over, you know, finding Michael Barrios for a first uh, for the first arena goal and then taking it all on his own. These are games that give you grit. And you know what? After everyone asked them, yo, you guys can't score what's going on. Yo, you guys can't score what's going on. They come out and score five. That's whoever the opponent is. That's that's fantastic for teams' confidence. And you know, one of my thoughts after that game was, is this a season-changing win? Is this a win that kind of changed the dynamics from, hey, look, we're like, you know, kind of floundering to, hey, let's go compete for a home playoff uh, uh, game? I think this this might be. They they really came out with some urgency, some, some fire. Something's been missing from a, a, a team like Dallas. I think Joseph agrees with me on that, at least. Yeah, I, I think it was a good performance from Dallas. They showed some actual flashes breaking down Minnesota's deeper block. And I'm not, you know, when it comes to Minnesota, looking at the other side, we're not particularly concerned about them either. It was a pretty heavily rotated side, not to take away from from Dallas's win or anything. But um, they had some some different players in there from Minnesota United. Um, I think I think the Loons will probably get back on track next week. But yeah, Armand, I do agree with you. I think this was a big win for FC Dallas. They showed some some grit and some some quality play as well in possession. All right, well, there you have it. Dallas has been revitalized. We're all sick as Latan's comments. What an exciting week of MLS. It was better than, better than the Premier League. That's it for today's show. You can follow the show on Twitter, at UncSamSoccerPod. You can follow our special guest, Joseph Lowry of The Athletic, at Joe and Cleats, and make sure you give at Rising Tactics a follow as well. You can follow Armand Kafai at Armand Kafai For Armand... For Joseph, I'm Jake. We'll talk to you guys next time.
regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. Let's say you make it to the top. What's next? Relish in the glory of your accomplishments? Okay, sure, for a minute. But then you move forward. Take the 2021 Escalade. Cadillac's newest arrival is more than just a celebration of iconic luxury. It's the most technologically advanced Escalade ever. Because arriving is just the beginning. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. 